I'm digging deep for the funny this week, bro. I need you to uh, I need you to lift me in spirit. Let's see what I can do, man. You're obviously here for the number one mixtape podcast on the internet. Bro, are we, yeah. we fried beans supposed to tune to the toilet like this? Welcome to the Dip In Butter Program with Kat and Wes. Figure out what you can figure out when you can figure it out, nigga. Just be here. <laughs> Why would you wait? Because now I can say it now, but I couldn't say okay. it before then because it was going to be too good to potentially not catch like on recording. So I want to say mm-hmm. <clears throat> you actually look like the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air right now. Like shirt, hat, luggage in the back. You look like you're oh, just no. waiting on a taxi, bro. You look like you're waiting to leave poverty and to leave right into a wealthier lifestyle. Bro, I'm trying to I'm trying to move on to better. Fam, I I could not be more just in the house from the airport. Like we literally just had enough time for me to take my draws and my sexcapades out of my luggage and and write down my topics for the week. Um, I am still getting in the house. Like I'm not in the house. Yet. I'm still getting in the house. For we vacation. did. We did not have to do this this fast. Like we could have. We could have waited. No, we did. Because I, I didn't know. I didn't know if you, I meant to ask if you were in transition. But that's why I asked. What's it looking like? Like it's it's best when it's fresh and hot true. off like it hot is. off the grill. Uh, and it I is. and I was told by listeners that we cannot afford to not do the show when the show is supposed to be done. Like it ain't, it's not enough that we're on each other, but the show listeners know how we are. So they're on us. So let's give them what they told us. We better give them and let's go ahead and start the show. Welcome to the dip in butter program. Good morning. Good evening. Happy Tuesday. Happy Friday. Happy graduation week for those of y'all with grown ass kids. (laughs) Happy graduation week for those of y'all with, kindergartners apparently it's all the same they give them the same goddamn trophies and none of it matters at the end of all it is but we're going to talk about that at some point as well this is the number one mixtape podcast on the internet the number one source for all of your slightly wrong facts but we try our best the number one pretty all right podcast out there on all of the apps and uh Spotify's and whatever music rotation things you have out there that just be sneaking podcasts under the table across from me, across from that table. It's the guy that brings the table to the table. I don't know what bitches be talking about on Instagram, but that's kind of slick when they say that they, they ain't bringing nothing to, they are the table. That's West with no T that's forever young 89 on all the socials. That's forever young around here. That's Elmer young around here. That's motherfucking goddamn glue or best. And most importantly, our, collective motherfucking friend what's going on my guy oh you know regular regular shit man i'm here um i feel like we're gonna have a phenomenal time on the show here um it's always it's always good when you're running like off of something like whether you've had to take a 90 minute lunch break coincidentally or Mm -hmm. you know however we gotta get this thing done whenever it's like hot off the presses it always seems to be a good time but i'm gonna double down on the this is the number one most pretty eye podcast on the internet when my guy Mm -hmm. across from me um with the hottest takes in the united states that is cat k with two t's on the end of that thing you can catch my man at catandcrunch.com where you could dip into the cereal shit or diet cereal do they make diet cereal it's it's called a magic spoon (laughs) Okay, it's like maybe, $60 a box. Maybe maybe go to magicspoon.com slash Dipped in Butter program and see what you can see. Um, Or definitely go over to YouTube.com slash Dipped in Butter program where I like to say you can match the face with the voice and see if shit is copacetic um, or if it's weird for you either way. 
We don't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> but most and more importantly, um, you can catch my guy here each and every Tuesday or whichever day is pod day in your life here on the Dip the Butter program, wherever podcasts are placed, because that's where this one goes. My nigga and yours, what's popping? Um, anniversary week and weekend was afoot, man. I want to start by asking you, how was yours, man? Like, I really want to um, hear, how did you, yours go, man? It feels like a lot of love was beaming through my phone. Yeah, do you want you. the, uh, do you want like the, I was about to say, do you want like the, um, the PC or you want like the in-depth version of the shit? I want the in-depth long version yeah, with yeah, all the gruesome yeah. details. I mean, gruesome. I don't know if there's any of those, but. Maybe. Always gruesome. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was anniversary weekend. Our anniversary was actually on Sunday on the 22nd. So we um we spent our weekend out here at a um a casino slash resort type of um place. Nice. Um, and we did that last year, you know what I'm saying? My mom um came out. Was it just my mom? No, her mom came out and like we kicked it for the weekend. It was real cool. Um but this year it was just me and her, you know what I'm saying? So we went um and you know, they got the fly ass rooms with the balcony. So we we got the fly ass room with the balcony again and it was it was mm. extra lit. Um and smoking uh, section. Yeah, you already know, you know what I'm saying? You're not supposed to smoke up there, so we didn't. Right, of course not. But there's a, you know, hood smoking section out there if I was that kind of guy. Um, mm-hmm. So that that was cool. Um, like I say, last year was the first time we went there. And prior to that, you know what I'm saying, we weren't really gamblers. So like I said, my mom came. She kind of put us on to the whole slot situation. Like, shit was cool, you know what I'm saying? And then, like, this time, even my wife said it last year when we left. She was like, next time we go back, I'm going to the poker room. And I was like, bet. Like, the poker look, room? That's a big yeah. step up from the slot machine, I feel I like. I mean, because they had a war table out there. They had blackjack tables out there last time. I didn't get a chance to play last time. But, like, we in the shit like that. So, you know what I'm saying? We play that shit on our phones and, like, have played in real life. Like, poker is not, you know, just a novice game of ours. But, like, you know, there's, there's a lot of interest there. So, like, when she said mm-hmm. it last year, I was like, all right, bet. So we went back this year. And, like I say, what I, I, I like to warm up on the slot to get my gambling juices flowing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> to get like, your eyes recognizing diamonds and hearts. The yeah, way and hearts. And I don't even understand how I'm getting money off of this shit, but let's do right. it. You know what I'm saying? So I spent maybe um, an hour at that machine. And I, I don't think I lost no money that first day. I think I came out up maybe a couple of dollars. Something, nothing too crazy. Um, but then, like I said, we started hovering around the poker room. Yeah, I mean, and still as, you know, being um, beginners to being at the casino, we ain't particularly know how the shit works. So they got like boards out there with signups on it and all types of shit. So like we stood over there for a minute and then we walked away because we was like, man, this shit is kind of intense and intimidating. We don't know if we got time for all of that shit today. Like I ain't trying to walk in and be the nigga that slowed down the game or be the retard. Yeah, you know that's, man, I'm glad, I'm glad to hear that there's other people out there whose minds work like that because yeah. I'm the same way. Like when I get a hankering for some gambling, which is very few and far between, I always roadblock myself by like not wanting to make the table awkward, not wanting to be the guy to fuck up the flow or make somebody else's experience bad because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. So that's why, like, the mm. only table game I've ever even played is roulette because I feel like I can't hurt nobody there. Like, okay. Either yeah, my yeah. numbers are right or they're wrong. And then, like, when we went last year, they didn't even have a roulette table. When we went back this year, they had two of them motherfuckers, and the roulette table mm. was intimidating all by itself because – I just don't understand it because I've never played it. But I just maybe next year that'll be my level up. Like fuck it, we're going to the roulette table now. Like yeah, I mean, spend a little time here at the roulette table, see what we can do. Just because of 
all the different chip colors. Like, what the fuck does all of this right, mean? Right. Like, this is what are they, they come doing? Up with a like, glass pond and they sit on the yeah, chips and everybody gets mad. What does this game mean? <laughs> what is going on here? Like, why does the I, bishop determine everything? I'm feeling like Clark Griswold in the middle of Vegas, fam. No bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on here? So, like, again, we we watched away, but then we like had went over that way. They got a craps table in that motherfucker, and then like. Slots is cool, but slots ain't where you want to like lose your money at because you're just not going to get it back unless you get luckier than a motherfucker. Like, mm-hmm. and it'd be so crazy because people be in there like, uh, what do I want to call it? Jazz hand in the machine before they like press the play button. Like, <laughs> they got, yeah, they got routines. They be trying to massage the aura. <laughs> yeah, they got routines and shit every time before they press the play button. Their motherfuckers tap it a hundred times before it. Like, the shit be crazy, dog. And like, again, like, it's, that the casino probably got the craziest algorithm of all time, dog. Like they they got to have like you got to hit every like ten million taps or something, bro. Like because the shit's just not few and far between. And to that point, fam, we had left. Um, and I'll get to that point. I almost kind of forgot that's what happened after we left. But like <laughs> we had left to go to um breakfast, brunch, lunch, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, and when we came back, it was like commotion going on, but I couldn't figure out what the fuck was going on. I'm just mm-hmm. trying to walk through, and it's like a gang of people standing where I got to walk through, but nobody is stopping me from walking through. So I'm like, well, this can't be that important. Like, I don't right, know. Right, right, right. Yeah. Like, they ain't even, they're yeah. not even sealing this thing off. So, yeah, this can't be that important. But somebody had actually hit the jackpot, and I had just been complaining when we left, like, yo, of all the time we spent in the casino last year, like, you never heard that shit go off. Somebody mm. lose their fucking mind. So when we walked back in, I was happy to see that. All right, motherfuckers, Zach. And I don't even know what the jackpot was worth, but nigga, it was one of those. They like roped off the section. They were down there taking oh, somebody pictures. Won. And, uh, yeah, yeah, somebody won one. You you know what I'm saying? But I digress. So, again, we hovered around. We went to, you know, p- p- looked at the ru- roulette table, um, you know, looked at the craps table. And then I was like, fuck it, babe. Come on. Let's go back. I'm going to go ask some questions. I'm going to go figure out what the fuck is going on. Ask questions about in what? In the poker room. Oh, I thought you, bro, I thought you were talking about the craps. <laughs> there is nothing more intimidating to me in a casino than the craps table. I all started getting not scared at the nah, that you was going to that, the craps nah, table. No, hell no. Not The craps table is going to probably be two, three years from now, nigga. I ain't ready right. for the craps. And then they yeah. had it's a it's a virtual craps table. It's all electronic for real. For there's like no actual mm-hmm. chips. It's just dice. Like it's some wild shit, bro. They call it gaming of the future. I don't. Oh know. my god. Yeah, it's wild. So like I went back. You know what I'm saying. And luckily the dude that was running the poker room at the time was cool as hell. So I walked up, asked my little bit of questions that I needed to ask. He gave me the breakdown. Told us what we needed to do. Signed right the fuck up. Me and her. You know what I'm saying. Signed up to sit at the table. So um, luckily I'm trying. And it's a wait list when you sign up, so ain't no, and it's really like no guarantee of how long it's going to take for you to get right. On the you just table. gotta kind of like stick around. You kind of gotta stick around. So I'm trying to think. Maybe the first, I, it had to be a little bit less than an hour, I think, the first time before um, my wife got on the table because, of course, I let her go first. She's pregnant. I ain't gonna need her to wait. Like, go ahead, sit down, baby. <laughs> start start spending your money, and then they put me on the table. Not too long after that. So when I got to the table, um, my wife was doing what I consider to be okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And she had been, I think by the time she got to, I think by the time I got to the table, she had already been at the table for like 30 or 40 minutes. Um, and she was just doing okay. And I sat down at the table, fam, and I lied to you now, like 10, 15 minutes, I was up. Like You was up? I was up. Like I had to, I think I sat down with a hundred, right? And I they bought they bought my first 20 or my first 40 or something like that. So I got chips at the table and I was waiting for the chip people to come around <clears throat> to give me the rest of the 60. 
by the time they brought me to 60, nigga, it was flooded over there. Like, I probably Sorry. didn't even need, yeah, I ain't no, even I ain't need the 60. You might go hold it. Yeah, so after I left, um, like I said, I put down that 100, and I think I only sat that first time for maybe like an hour, hour and a half tops. Maybe even like 45 minutes for real, for real. And I left with a buck 50. So I was up, you know what I'm saying, nice. real quick like that. And then I went back the next day, um, and I put down another 100, and I came back with like, I think I came back with 200. Nice. On that one, yeah, I mean, so I, I came out up for the weekend, yeah, I ain't lose my money, and then that's it's so funny, like, I had to call my brother, shout out the air, and I had to talk, I was like, yo, fam, I'm down here, I'm in this casino, I'm at this table, I know you the, I know you the casino and the poker expert, so mm. I figured I'd call you and talk to you versus calling that punk-ass gambling number, dog, because I ain't got no problem <laughs> yet, but I want to talk to but a nigga. I feel like I'm a little <laughs> higher than I'm supposed to be. Yeah, I want to talk to a nigga who might be closer to having a problem than me, that way he might be able to talk me off of the ledge, so... That was a cool time um, being in the um, in the casino. Like I said, we, we said, and then, like I said, I went back the next day. So I probably only sat at the poker table a max of two, two and a half hours. My wife went back Sunday morning and she was able to get on the table, but the fucking breakfast club was there, fam, and they all know huh? each other's first names and families, and they was holding down Oh, you down don't want to be on that table. table. Yeah, they was holding down the seats at the table, and shit, I think that night we only got on because they ended up opening up a third table of the game that we were trying to play. Cause they only mm. had two open, but usually I guess they only run one table because it's a um it's a lower limit game. But like shit, I ain't I ain't no gambler. You know what I'm saying? Like I just gamble. I ain't no right, gambler. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even them niggas at the table, like I was up, I was winning them. I told them I was out. They was like, nah, you gotta keep playing. I said, I know you know the goddamn song, the gambler. Got to know right. when to hold them, you got to know when to fold them. And no one to walk away. I ain't about to spend three hours down here with y'all tonight fucking up my money. Like, I'm cool right here. But, like, I just play. And that's the thing about I just play my game. But I ain't going to get too far into that. But, like, the only bad part. Oh, no. Two bad parts we got to talk about. <laughs> Wait, there's more bad parts. <laughs> yeah, because the one bad part. So, like, I had to end up cussing out this manager at the casino. Huh? Um, yeah, bro. Because, like, I don't fuck around with the bullshit, fam. So, check me out. Um, and this is this is my let's never forget. That's probably where we're going at the end of the story. I'm just oh, gonna man. drive us there right now. Yeah, you know I mean, okay. like, there's an ocean in or not an ocean. There's a restaurant inside of the casino that I think is the best restaurant inside of the whole casino. They have like four or five restaurants around there, but it's called Ocean Trail, and it's a okay. seafood restaurant famine. Oh, the, the best way that I can describe it is like <laughs> I don't even want to say it like this, but it's like upscale Sarku, like you know where you get the goddamn uh, teriyaki chicken from at um at the mall but i'm talking about just the setting only so just uh-huh. the setting don't think about the restaurant think about the setting okay. so there's like a okay. circular bar in the middle and there's maybe only like i think they only had like four tables out there that could seat four people but every time they ain't getting four people at the table because the way that this restaurant is fam you literally got to line up and stand in line before you can get a seat like you know mm-hmm. it's not like secluded or nothing like you can like if you want to line up leave a nigga in line or like all right you stay here I'm about to go to the bar. I'm about to go gamble for a little bit because it's going to take you like 30 minutes to sit down at this restaurant. But they got four tables there and you can sit all around the bar. So like stood in line for maybe like 45 minutes, G, right? Ah, damn. Yeah, stood in line for like 45 minutes. Me and my wife standing there in line. It's a um, it's a couple of people in front of me. Literally a couple, like two people in front of me. They're together. And you can tell they're not here to gamble. They're not staying at the casino for the weekend. They're here to eat the restaurant. They're here to just eat the food. Yeah, the food is that good. And and like going back to the setup, fam, like around on the inside of the circular bar, not only is it a bar and they're like pouring drinks and shit, but like the cooks are cooking back here. And it's not like in the Mm -hmm. moment, it's not like the Sarku thing because there's nigga, they got gumbo, like shrimp gumbo. They got, uh, you know, they got crawfish etouffee. Like they got some shit on the menu. But like, again, this is where I'm going in all the restaurants around here. So like, this is the best shit 
cooking around this motherfucker. So like, again, standing in line, a couple of people in front of me, there's four people standing behind me, right? So the people in front of me, I'll call them the Aztecs. Um, it just, <laughs> if that makes it any better for you. And then there's us. Um, and then there's the white people behind me. Mind okay. you, during the story, after I got, after I'm probably gonna get through my rant now, that don't even come into play during the story. But I just gotta paint the picture for okay. you. Okay, um, just for your visuals. Yeah, just for your visuals. So it really starts at what I know now, and I don't even know if I want to start with this point because it makes it even better. So I won't. Um, so we're standing in line. Boop, 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 boop. The people go in front of them like. There's two seats open at the bar where they could have sat, um, where they could have sat the people in front of me at, but they kind of held off and you could tell the two ladies next to them were about to move. So I'm like, all right, bet. Like they should sit them there. They should sit us here. We should be cool. So then like mm-hmm. you see some like casino manager cut the, cut the corner, like not from the restaurant. She's a casino manager or something like that. She cuts the corner and she starts talking to like the dude, like flags are down, you know what I'm saying? Behind me, and he's talking to her, blah, this So then she like goes behind the rope and she goes back into the restaurant and she like walks around and does all of this stuff. And she's talking to people and she's talking to people, fam. So I already oh, know she's the doing play. that. She's doing that swindle mingle. I, I know that move. Fam. Hey, Eric was popping, baby. <laughs> yes, like, I know yes, that move. Fam, that's exactly what happened off to the right. I know what like, you're doing. Like, hey, what's going on? Like, this is my people. Like, do, 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 do. Let's, you know, listen, whatever. I don't even remember all of what he You've said. You've been alive for 45 minutes and i've been in line for 45 minutes right but like it's it's so and i'll get to that point anyways and i don't want to be long-winded but it's a good story ultimately so like she go in there she do whatever she doing you see another like white dude you can tell he's another manager probably a little mm-hmm. higher than her he comes back over there at the restaurant too and he like like i said them two seasons open and then the, the the two ladies leave that's next to them and they start like cleaning off shit and blase skip this is that and then like the dude comes over and he say something, you know, he say something to the couple in front of me. And he like, hey, you know, good afternoon. How you doing, brother Skip? And they like, all right, cool. And then he going about his business. So they go back and do what they do, fam. So then he comes back and he opens up the rope and he goes, all right, folks, come on. We're going to sit you right here at the bar to the four well, people, folks. the four people that are behind us. Bah- oh, no. Right? The group of four. The, gr- the group of four that are behind, behind y'all us. y'all in Aztec. So they walk right past us. And they go sit at the four seats that are at the bar, right? Uh-huh. So you already know, like, they they look at each other. The Aztecs look at each other. They turn around and look at us. My wife already know where I'm at with it, fam. <laughs> like, Wait, question, quick question. I'm going to raise my hand on this. Go ahead. Did the party of four behind you at least look at y'all? Cat, like, because no. the least I mean, they can do look, is shoot you the uncomfortable look. Like, ooh. And no, and this is why I fuck with you because I'm gonna get to that point. They're supposed well. to shoot an uncomfortable. They're supposed look. to shoot you some type of uncomfortable look, but there was yeah. no look. There was just like, I'm VIP. Oh no, we, we're going like no, no. My bad, y'all. Like, and that, yeah, and like, you supposed to at least look embarrassed. Like, man, to, I can't even believe this. At least, oh, I'm so sorry. So then, like, after he lets them in, he closed the road back. He turns back around to us and he goes. Sorry, folks. Uh, the, these guys, um, I don't even, I can't even specifically remember if he used this term, fam, but he said these are high rollers who have spent a lot of money at this casino. And I got to get them a seat or whatever the fuck he said. Like, what that got to do with Blue Lobster, bro? That has that, nothing to do with Blue what, Lobster. There's people does. coming to this restaurant that ain't even so, gambling. So while I can't verify that or not, I do know, I listened to the entire conversation when they stood behind me that. They had already fucked something up for them, and they've been comping these motherfuckers for like two days. Like oh. the, the the stay, the food, everything. 
So like, why why just so basically he got cussed out because he wasn't trying. He was just trying to offer his apology and really wasn't mm-hmm. trying to like offer an apology because in that situation, if you you mean if you can move them through like this, you can do a whole lot for us. So like he got to talking that bullshit, and I stopped him. I said, "Hey man, we can cut all of this out right now. Is you gonna buy our meals?" <laughs> I said, "Are you gonna buy our meals?" And he said. I can buy something. And I said, something. something. I, said, I said, hey, man, let me tell you this. I said, I ain't even about the trip because I'm about to go sit at that table right there and I'm going to pay for my food. Paying for my food is not the problem. Right. But knowing that you truly don't care is what I'm trying to get to right here. So, like, right. I want to let you know that's some bullshit and I want to say it to your face versus just standing here and being right, mad. Right. I'm not going to murmur it. I, want gonna, you, I don't want to yeah, murmur it. I want to tell I, you. Yeah, I want you to know. And then literally, like, fam, so he stands there for a second and he walks away, bro. And... I, I shit you not, bro. Less than five minutes later, they sit the couple that was in front of me. They sit me and my wife. So now I'm at the table, bro. I'm steaming mad because you right. couldn't. They couldn't have waited five more fucking yeah, minutes and just went for, with the natural order. Damn, not for nothing. They waited in line for thirty minutes already. Like, right. what is the fucking? You really difference? didn't even do them that much. Yeah, you didn't do them any. And we sat down right behind it. So then, so then, even like I say. Manager never told nobody nothing like, hey, I fucked these two couples up. Like, make sure, give them the 20% or discount or right, something. Right. Nigga says nothing, Bring bro. Bring a couple like, cocktails. Yeah, nigga says nothing and walks out, bro. So, like, you already know I ain't even that type of nigga. I filled out the comment card when I had to leave that <laughs> motherfucker. And I, ain't even, and, I, and I can't even charge it to the restaurant because it's a casino manager. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? He kind of mm-hmm. turned it. He, he used that excuse. This is a casino, and that's kind of how things work around here. Like, man, you got me fucked up. And again, in retrospective things, they couldn't have waited five minutes. So, like, shout out to the to the waiter girl. Because, again, if I wasn't going to be able to order no food or nothing. As soon as she came to the table, I was like, I, yeah, I can't get past it. Let me ask you a question. And before, <laughs> I can't even focus on what man, I want to yeah, eat. Yeah, I can't even. Can I know what I want to eat, but I'm not about to tell you yet because I got to get this out. So, like. I was like, let me ask you a question. I don't even know if you can answer this or not. And before I could ask the question, she was like, I don't even do that. She was like, I'm sorry. I don't like the way that that was handled. She was like, when they walked Mm -hmm. up and said that shit, she was like, I had to call my manager. And she was. I remember like- This is about to happen. Yeah, with all of that was going on, she was like, I called my manager. She was like, but they not, you know what I'm saying? My manager not here. My manager don't got, she was like, but I don't like that shit at all. So like, she took care of us, you know what I'm saying? To to the best of her ability. And like, I I, I fuck with her for sure. So that's that story about me cussing out the- um, the 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 manager over there, whatever the fuck his name is, fuck you, bro. If you ever look me up, yeah, you know I mean. Um, but then the second thing, I don't I don't know if you've ever heard of this person. Are you familiar with Oliver Heldens? No, Oliver Heldens. Who's this? Oliver Heldens? Oliver Heldens apparently is. Um, I relate him to a dead mouse or a okay. what's my Steve Aoki or gotcha. um, those type of DJs. He's that guy. Mm-hmm. He's from um, another country. I'm not fully familiar as to what's going on, but. Um, out there at the casino um, that we were at, it's called Talking Stick Resort. They have a you know an outdoor pool area, but I guess they use it you know as the pool for the resort. But then, like at a certain time, they turn it into um, it's called Venue After Dark, and they have like nightly night pool parties. You know what I'm saying? So it's the weekend okay. up there. It's hot out here. You already know how it's going down. So they had Oliver Heldens, who was going to be um, the headlining DJ of what was going on. Um, and I, I'm not going to lie, nice crowd of people out there. It was a lot going on, fam. But um, let me just say this in short. Oliver Heldens fucking sucks, bro. Like, <laughs> What's his hook? Like, does him? he have like on a glow-in-the-dark helmet? You know they no, got to have no, a hook. No, it's just him, bro. And he's got an Australian. But like, this, this is what I'm getting to, bro. This nigga played 
music for four hours that I'm almost positive he was not back there like DJing. You know these niggas are deep, but I'm I'm pretty sure he pressed play and he like does the DJ shit for like his camera crew that's around him to try and get the shots, bro. But like oh, nights. When I tell you listening to Boots and Pants music for four hours straight, dog, will drive you fucking crazy. Well, I mean, if, if you're not peeled out, Boots and Cats can go a long time, bro. Like, it's only so long Boots and Cats and then, can go like, a nigga don't A nigga don't even truly understand that, like, once you play six Boots and Pants records together, you got to just break it up with a Boots record. It's just got to be a Boots, Boots, Boots. Yeah. You got to take I need all Boots pretty soon, I need all Boots to break up the monotony of what's going on. And like, shout out to my wife for having great ears. This nigga mixed some Mary Mary in with this house music shit. Didn't even know that was happening. No, she knew it was happening. She said, is that fucking Mary Mary? She was like, these kids down there don't even know what the fuck they dancing to. But then that was also a problem for me because... I could see down there, fam. I ain't see nobody really dancing or nothing. It just looked like a whole bunch of fist pumping going on where you could see lights at. But everybody else looked like they wasn't really, like you could hear crowd chatter. You know how like crowds talking it sounds like. Oh my god! Like, <laughs> if you can hear crowd chatter over your DJ session, fam. And it was so like it got so bad, and we were so entertained by watching that shit, bro. I went to bro's Instagram and looked up because I knew he was making a video, fam. And I shit you not, bro. From his angle, looks like, it looked like he was killing it. Way down, bro. Ain't that was, crazy, bro? I said this like, is if the people if the people nuts. following you just knew that niggas was literally like eating shrimp to your music and not even looking in your direction. This like, is bro, the internet nuts. is a funny place like that, bro. It is. So last last part of my weekend, um, and I and I'll pass this along to you. Um, is I want to um Shout out to what I affectionately refer to as the gays, but I think I renamed them after this weekend to the white people. Now, there okay. is one black person in there, but majority rules on this one. Um, so I okay. refer to them as the white people. These are, um, I can't even just call them my wife's friends no more. These are my people out here. Yeah, you know I mean, like, and we've had this conversation a couple of weeks on here. How I said I ain't, and I, I don't want to say it like that. I don't want to call them not my network, but I feel like if I needed one of these niggas, I could call on them. For sure. Yeah, I mean, like I could tell, hey, I could tell, babe, hey, put the call in, get one of the white people on the phone, tell get them, them out here. Yeah, tell them we need them. Stat. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so like, shout out to them. Um, we had already a rank because we had um, lunch with them last week. Like I say, this is my wife. This, this is the people who she worked with. Like she talked to them often. Yeah, I mean, we she see making them friends. Often. We not. I mean, nah, these, I mean, yeah, these are people that she knows through work already before she got <laughs> out here and they just happened to be out here as well. So like, it was just like, hey, when we in the same city, we link up. Yeah, I mean, so right. like, we came out here and they'd be cool. And again, like niggas don't spend a lot of time together, but like niggas might link up for lunch once a month or something like that. So again, we seen them a couple of weeks ago. I'm actually going to see them again this weekend for sushi, which is cool because these is my niggas now. Um, but we linked up this past weekend cause they knew we was going to be at the casino. So they was like, all right, we'll come out. We'll have lunch with y'all. You know what I'm saying? Celebrate y'all's anniversary. Woo, 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 blase oh. skips going down. Um, and when we got there, the white people had threw us a surprise baby shower type type what? situation. Yeah, and where, where they had gifts and all types of shit. Um, That's wild, nice. Yeah, they had decorated the little section and shit. And then, what makes it even funnier is the restaurant that we was going to, me and my wife was shitting on privately at, at <laughs> and back in the hotel room because we was looking at the menu and we was like, ah, man, this just ain't cut. Go so like, here. Man, we tried to change the plans like an hour and two hours before <laughs> we were supposed Y'all to really want to eat there. No, they got balloons yeah. in the yeah. section. Well, all types of shit. Going. That's what they said. They was like, yo, when you do started, do y'all really like turkey clubs like yeah, that? They though, like, for real? You started talking this shit. We were already on our way here, but like, again, shout out to them. Like 
they were willing to bust the move. They called even the other place that we suggested to see if they could still pull the same shit off. And they weren't going to be able to pull it off the way that they was able to pull it off this way. Mm. Um, so again, shout out to them. Um, they was <laughs> they was telling me, they was like, we wanted to include you. And I was like, nah, it makes it so much better that you guys didn't include me. Um, I'm glad I didn't know. It was a surprise to me as well. So um, shout out to the white people, man. It was my niggas. That sounds niggas dope, man. That sounds wild, thoughtful, and uh, yeah, hella yeah, nice, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's I'm super not, dope. Is there anything else from? I think I covered everything, man. I, again, I came up at the poker table. Life is good. Life yeah, is, oh, be, and I guess that you'll was be the back. Last, yeah, I guess that's the last part of the weekend that I can say. Um, and of course, if you listen to the podcast, you've known, you know, since December. But I, uh, I made it FBO this weekend. And for anybody that doesn't know what FBO refers to, I made it Facebook official to the world. Um, mm-hmm. I got a baby, you know what I'm saying, coming soon. So that was kind of the cap off, you know, to to the weekend, um, an anniversary weekend. So shit is lit. Yeah. While while I was in uh, Columbus visiting and in town for a wedding and stuff like that, we happened to be visiting with some actual mutual friends of ours. (laughs) And of course, they was talking about how things is going. And, you know, when you're catching up with me, it's you're inadvertently, even if you're not trying to asking about the podcast, just because that's so much of a big part of my life. And I like it that way. You know, yeah, it's yeah, kind of, yeah, it's dope that like, oh, how's everything's been with you? How's the kids? And then how's the podcast? How's the podcast? You know what I mean? Especially yeah. if my wife is already standing right there. You don't got to ask how she's doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I don't even know how we roundabout got on the conversation, but I had mentioned the baby. Uh-huh. I even remember like how that came up. But their faces told me (laughs) their faces told me that this wasn't information they was immediately prevent to. And they started like getting their phones out. And I was like, whoa, 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 everybody stop. I was like, Y'all didn't notice already? And it was like, no, we didn't notice. And I was like, oh shit. And I I was like, I can't remember if this was officially announced or not yet. So everybody stop. Put your phones away. Nobody don't say shit. Because I'm not even sure if I was supposed to say that. But it's like, at this point, I had known so long, I didn't remember what the cutoff was. Cat, I don't know. I literally told Janelle, I said, what if Cat is home talking to the people that we know? <laughs> and he mentioned something about the baby. I literally said Swear this. to God it happened, bro. I was just that sitting there. I was talking so casually. And it didn't even occur to me. <laughs> It didn't even occur to me that this wasn't dropped yet because, like I said, it has been so long. And then as soon as I saw their eyes, I was like, I started doing, like, calendar math. I was like, well, wait. He told me. And then I remember, I was like, I remember him telling me that this is not official yet. But that was months ago, nigga. I was like, hold on, bro. I think he said something I mean, on. And then I was like, we've talked about it on the show. That's what made me confident yeah, was the fact that we talked about it on the show. And I was like, this can't be expired already. No way. That's what I was about to say, bro. Like, and and I don't I don't want to make it that way because again, we've had this conversation. This is not how you have right. to keep up with me. But like, you can learn some information here, and I blame you. We had this conversation <laughs> right. here, and I didn't believe it until then. That's now I now I wholeheartedly believe that people listen to this to learn information. So, and not for nothing, that's why I freely talked about it here. Like, whatever you whenever you bring mm-hmm. it up, whenever you ask me, I'll never be like, hey. You know, you know, and like not for nothing, mm-hmm. I've gotten texts from people, you know what I'm saying, from December until now that might be getting caught up, that might be listening, you know, they might jump around episodes and catch some talk about mm. like I've gotten those texts. Like that's oh, kind of a far way to like slow leak it though. I kind of like that. I, bro, I love it. And like and and I me, me and my wife are gonna have to have this conversation because I don't know if she's heard from you know any of these folks 
personally. Oh, no, I'll put the brakes on now. I was like, don't text, well, don't not, say nothing. Well, I'm saying even at this point, now that it's out, you know what I'm right. saying? Well, not now that it's not really an issue. I don't know if she, and, and, and I don't want to say that it doesn't matter. Um, but it, you know, I, I think I've already um, identified some people who might feel the type of way by, by the way that they've had to find out. Um, and I want to say personally that that's the part that I'm recalculating in my mind who it could be. Yeah, that, that's I'm the, leaning my neck I, all back. Yeah, I want to say that that's the part that I don't pretend, particularly care about because mm. it's nobody else's decision besides ours. Hell, I didn't tell my mama until fucking shit. I, I told my mama when I found out. I ain't gonna lie, but that's my mama. Um, I wish I wish there was a way to generally talk about that topic without sounding so specific and i don't think i'm good enough at radio to figure that out right here right now because that is a thing right like y'all deciding to expand y'all's family uh versus personal choices versus you know what somebody might have said or done or whatever like whatever y'all have decided to do with y'all's lives going forward whether it's to have one more baby or a hundred more babies it's really i mean it no statement could be more obvious than it's up to y'all what y'all want to do, right? So right, right, how right. anybody feels about it is just odd to me. But if we're <laughs> going to just entertain people's feelings for the sake of conversation, <laughs> let's entertain just feelings. And I, I'm speaking broadly. I'm speaking hyperbolic, if you will, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I just always find it funny when people try to kind of like live vicariously through you and your decisions. And I get it, you know what I mean? Like, people that you're close to are going to, um, you know, they're going to look across at you, they're going to look up at you, they're going to, you know what I mean? Like, things that you decide do affect others, and I don't want to be completely blind to that, but there's got to be a certain level of stoppage to that, to where it's just like, you got to kind of know that, like, if I'm bringing a whole human into the world, it couldn't be less about you than it is sure. more about this whole sure. human about to come yeah, into the world. Yeah, no? and I, and I, yeah, and I'm not even like just to you know keep it even keeled across the board, but I'm not even talking about people that we specifically mutually know. Of course, like, there's of course. a lot of people that I have rolling through my head. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and again, because if you know us, you should know there's a rhyme or reason behind it. It's not just for nothing, but that. And I was thinking about it, but like I think I even said it on here. Like me and my wife got married in fucking uh, May, and I didn't tell my mom until like three weeks later in June. Like. Mm. That's you know what I'm saying, and because like not, not for nothing, maybe you can relate to this. This is an exercise in family. This is an mm. exercise in marriage and family. I like we that. have I like we that. have the right not to tell anybody our information, and I can still talk to you every day. Like I talk to my mom every day from the you know what I'm saying, or as often as I talk to my mom every day from the time that I got married until I told her on her birthday. Like you know, you 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 bring me to another point that I really wanted to talk to you about, and I wasn't sure if I was going to fit it into this conversation or this show. But you took us right there. So let's talk about it. Like, I I love your expression of this is a, you know, this is a demonstration in family and you have the right to make your decisions and they can be as private as you want them to be. And you fully should expect your family to be down for you and whatever decisions y'all make for y'all's family. You know what I mean? And it, it got, I was thinking because I was in town in Columbus for a really, really close friend of mine's wedding. And I wouldn't have missed it for the world. And it was so great to be there and watch him and his wife, you know, form that union. And it was just beautiful. I'll go into those details later. But, you know, I was watching them get married and they had like a, you know, intimate uh, ceremony where it was just like him and her and they did their thing. And his son was there. It wasn't wasn't a big wedding party. It wasn't a bunch of groomsmen or bridesmaids or nothing like that. And, you know, I could see because like, the homie that got married, you know, 
withholding his name for whatever his own privacy reasons might be. I <laughs> haven't checked with him, so I'm just going to play it safe and just not say All right. But <laughs> say his name every other podcast, not this week. <laughs> just not this week. It, it's okay. So I'm a traditionalist, but I don't blame anybody for doing their thing their way. Right. So mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. You don't you don't see the big six man wedding parties like you used to see mm-hmm. as much anymore. I'm not saying they went away completely, but you don't see the big grandiose, you know what I mean, fifteen thousand yeah. dollar weddings, and I got eight groomsmen and eight bridesmaids, and I'm treating it like a MySpace close friends list where if I cut it off at eighth, my ninth friend gonna be pissed. And you see so much less of that these days, and. You know, far be it for me to feel a way about it or hold a grudge about it or anything like that. You know what I mean? Because by all means, if my homeboy would have had a 10-man fucking uh, wedding party and he would have said, hey, I would like you to be in it, I would have absolutely jumped at the opportunity and did everything I could to be in it. Right. But at the same token, I'm not mad at him for not having a thing like that. It just kind of occurred to me that you see it a whole lot less now. You know what I mean? And I don't know if that's like, a result of the economy changing and people kind of just kind of snapping out of like, well, we don't need to do all of this. It's supposed to be about me and my wife and our union. It ain't supposed to be about how many niggas I can put in a powder blue suit. Like I get that. Like I don't need to be trying to look for 12 pairs of Jordan 11s to put on these niggas for a picture. And then I got to worry about who the fuck went and got fitted for their suits and who didn't like, I right. get all of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm, I'm certainly pro choice with whatever niggas want to do. They should do it, especially on your special fucking day. Like if you want to just run down to the courthouse, nobody should be mad at you for doing it. You know what I'm saying? For sure. But it's just, it's interesting to me how you see the traditional wedding less and less and less these days. So I, I just kind of, yeah. I guess I wonder what that's attributed to. Um, I think, I think it's just the, the time. It's so weird how I think about it in my head. I think about it almost like how, um, you upgrade houses almost by the decade, like houses from the early two thousands look like they need some updating right now. You know what I'm saying? From the houses sure. that still got that 2000, 2005 decor going on in there. Like, ah, if you go in here and you spruce this up and take this fucking carpet out of here, like you can increase, you know, the value the of value. what's going on here. So like, yeah. I, I just- You I, don't really I, need these mirrors on your closet sliding doors. Yeah, and, and not for nothing. I think it kind of relates to the conversation that me and you have had here about, you know, some of these Hallmark holidays that are supposed to be, you know, celebrated in a certain type of way, specifically Christmas. And how you could, you know, use that money in a in a more um, advantageous way. So I think people recognize now that traditional weddings cost a lot of fucking money. You know what I'm saying? And essentially for nothing, if you really like, and not to say everybody has to do this, but like if you do your research on how any of this commercialization of weddings came about, you would understand yeah. that none of it really matters. And that, and and I spoke about it here on, on this podcast about how like we really, when you stand up there with the person that you're saying that stuff to, um, it, it, it feels different. You know what I'm saying? So it's really not nothing to play with regardless of how you do it. So like, <laughs> if you want to put glitter and, you know, uh, sequins on that motherfucker, go ahead. But like, why why spend all that money, like you say, specifically, or why why would I spend let's just put a number twenty, thirty grand on a wedding when I could use that money to buy a house? A house, yeah. And I and I could still spend eight grand on having a, the most phenomenal wedding that I need to have. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, there, like you, you can certainly make it happen. I think we spent like five thousand on ours and we had a traditional yeah. with bridesmaids and groomsmen yeah. wedding and a reception right. and sure. separate and again, from where we got married at. You there, know what I mean? There's ways to do it all about how you yeah. want to do it. But it's so funny, I had just seen an article maybe last week or so about people who had um a wedding and I forget how much it said they spent, but it said that they 
they made the people who they invited to the wedding pay for their own meals. And I don't know how I feel about that, but like, wait, I, wait. I, you, you went over, you glazed over there kind I of did, fast. I did, I did. How did they do that? Like, what do you mean they paid for their maybe, meals? Like maybe. there was a menu and then you like, you like checked out at the end. Like you was I'm, at like Dave and Buster's. Like you, there was a give, check. I'm going to give niggas the credit that this was included in like wedding invitation information. Like, Hey, we're having our wedding here, and maybe it was you know a dual location type of thing, or maybe it was the and same. We're buying out the area, but you still got to buy the food. You have to buy your plate, like, and the okay, plate's only going to be thirty dollars or twenty dollars. But like, buy I, your plate. I, I don't think that that's anything that I would do. But I also am how you not, feel about that? Yeah, I want your personal. Fan. Like, I, I don't want your think, very personal opinion on that. I don't think that's something that I would do. But also in the same conversation that we're having, I don't think I would do a traditional thing um, with my food as far as asking people what they want ahead of time. Like, hey, what do you want? Chicken or fish? Chicken or fish, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, I'm we're going to have the fucking food either. here, and I ain't going to lie to you. Like, I'm, make a buying, I'm buying food for the number of people I expect to show up, and if you niggas show up or not, this is it. Like, so when it run out, mm-hmm. it run out, because I, I I I know I got enough for everybody. So, like, I'm sorry, but when it run out, because you we're not supposed to be eating all night. Like, I don't know if nobody right. knows that. <laughs> right. like, the eating should stop at some point. <laughs> Get your fat ass up and dance. At some point in time, but I just don't, I don't think I would do that, but also I'm not mad at them again because a lot of people who do weddings in a traditional manner or even a non-traditional manner, but still do this whole like reception dinner thing, always complain about leftover food. Or people come in who wasn't on. Bro, the we head. had breadsticks. Oh. We had breadsticks coming out of our ass for three months after our wedding, bro. See what I'm and saying? we called ourselves being frugal. Like we had Fazoli's cater our wedding. Oh, which shit. this one, no, like, oh, let's be cheap and let's be funny. Like I genuinely love Fazoli. Mm-hmm. Love it. And my wife Same. didn't care one way or another what we ate. And I was like, this is the one thing I care about. I, you know, the flowers, the colors, whatever you want me to wear, I'll wear it. But the only thing I really cared about was the food. And my lovely wife was like, well, pick what you want. And I was like, can we have Fasoli's? And she was like, baby, it's your day too. You can have whatever you want. Whatever. Teardrop from my eye. I got on the phone. I got us twice baked ziti, lasagna, and Alfredo. And we had 30 fucking pans of breadsticks get hauled into the fucking reception hall. And it was amazing to me. But here's why I wanted to also talk about it. Cause like, it might be weird to hear about niggas paying for their own plate, but at the time we got married in 2006, the culture said that it was kind of looked at as slum to not have your alcohol paid for. Oh, absolutely. We had a cash bar. And I remember like back then and setting that up and saying, hey, we'll pay the bartenders to work the bar, but niggas got to buy their own drinks. And I remember like there was a stigma to that back then. No, 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 no. Not having an open bar and not having the drinks paid for and free was looked at as kind of slum. You know what I mean? And we just was sucked it up like, well, shit, y'all got me fucked. I'm not paying for everybody's drink. I think it's still a thing, but I'm going to probably attribute this one to the culture. And I'm going to say that people of the culture probably feel obligated to have an open bar. Um, and honestly, I think the the only people that are affected by that stigma still are people who feel that way. Um, and shit, fuck them, the brokies. Like you, <laughs> you do, you want to go get lit, but you mad because they not gonna pay for you to get lit. Essentially, like bro. And then also, like, would you have not come to this wedding if the bar wasn't free? A lot of like, people. Are, is that what you're making me feel? I, is that what you're telling me? I guarantee you that some of the like are you auxiliary here people. I'm sure some of the auxiliary people that you invite to the wedding, if you sent them an invitation that says you're gonna have to pay for your own fucking food and there's a cash bar. Decline. I regretfully, uh, <laughs> I regret to have to inform you that I am not gonna make your wedding because of that. And you know what else I don't like? Even if you have an open bar, 
it's customary to make sure that you tip the bartender as if you were paying for the drinks. Yeah, anyway. No, it's a bar. It's still a bar. I don't yeah. think people understand that. Like, no, like you're it's still the, like people still like you. Look, if the bar is open and the drinks are free and you go up and get two fucking uh, Chardonnays and you walk away without tipping the bartender, you're still looked at as scum. So like, why not even just have them pay for the drinks then if I'm going to end up paying anyway? Said, bro, just because it has wheels on it doesn't mean you can't get drunk here. Like, yeah, it's figure it's, it the it's fuck out. Thing. Yeah, yeah it, bro, we, but the, the the wedding was fantastic, man. The, the the homie really like did his thing. The ceremony was amazing. Uh, I thought about you. I ain't gonna lie, bro. I thought about you because he had a really really dope moment for his wedding where like the bride was walking down the aisle and they was playing the regular walk down the aisle music and shit, and he stopped his bride halfway down the aisle. This was dope as fuck to me, bro. He stops his bride halfway down a mile, grabs the mic, and he said, I know you don't like surprises. And I know you said I only get one surprise uh, for you throughout this whole day, so I'm going to use my one. And fam broke the mic out, bro, and sang to his wife halfway down the fucking aisle, Jesus bro. Jesus Christ. Sang to, embodied it. Like, when I tell you my nigga bodied the fucking song, he, and you could tell he was nervous, Mm -hmm. but he shook all that because it's like, that's my bae. Like, at one point you could see, at one point you could see him literally forget everybody was there and it was just him and her. Mm -hmm. And he just was singing to his, bro, it was so fucking dope, bro. I was like, this some West shit right here. Like, I could see West like doing some shit like that. And it went over so well, bro. But it was like, it was an intimate wedding, an intimate setting, man, and like all good people was there. But it was just a really, really dope time, man. And um, fucking, I have some things to complain to you about as well about trying to get to Columbus, Ohio. You want to hear about my complaints? Wouldn't be a show if we didn't have any complaints, fam. Okay, first of all, so I thought that it was like a little bit assholeish to be mm-hmm. the people that's traveling to look at people's kids. And like, hope those kids aren't getting on your flight, right? Because I feel like that's a, that's very like judgmental. Like, you don't know them kids could be good ass kids, but I stereotyped a kid on our way to Columbus, Ohio. Okay, and I felt a little bit bad about it until my stereotype was right. <laughs> and that's kind of what I want to ask you about. Is like, what if your stereotyping is right? Because I looked over at a kid, I saw the mom, I saw. All the mom's clothes was clearly like thrift store clothes and not like she's poor because she was probably well off, but she just preferred to shop at the thrift store because it's better for the earth type of mom. And I could tell this kid was going to be bad on the plane because she had on gluten-free sandals. Like her sandals were gluten-free. <laughs> and I was like, this child has no rules or boundaries. I can tell by her sandals she has no rules or boundary. Like I can tell by the leash dangling on the floor behind her as she runs around. Mm-hmm. She has no rules or boundaries. And lo and behold, she gets on the plane. She's screaming, kicking, making up all the noise in the world while everybody's trying to sleep. Like, you know, when the cabin lights go off, yeah. everybody's trying to get their nap in. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And this kid is just fucking screaming. And at this point, bro, like I'm ready to just say publicly I'm sick of bad kids on planes and I'm sick of pets on planes and I'm tired oh of God. If, I hear, I, if I hear one more dog fight in the middle of a fucking airport terminal, bro, I'm going to fucking throw up, bro. I definitely told you um, about the about the one time the kid was on, on the plane and cried an entire three hour plane ride that we had. It's like they, disgusting. Like regular passengers started holding this baby. This baby was crying so much. <laughs> like 
parents have, pass them over here. Yeah, I think yeah, I'm pa- yeah, yeah. Let me let me give it a shot. Like we got we got to shut this little motherfucker up, bro. Like I cannot take it. Um, but then I was also on a flight one time where a bitch lost her cat, fam, and they came. Over <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! They came. The cat escaped, fam. They came over to intercom and they were like, "Um, attention, everybody. Um, the passenger up here in row six, um, has lost her cat. Um, so if everybody could just look down, um, and look, <laughs> if the cat oh, is under you, cat." When I tell you, if I would have looked down at any moment before they made that announcement and saw a fucking, they would have had to emergency land the plane, dog. Like I would have lost my fucking mind because I do not fuck with cats, bro. Like I do not fuck with cats, and then not for nothing, like on the stereotype and shit, bro. That shit sounds like a dissertation um, for your masters. That should be titled MAGA. Um, what if stereotypes are true? That that phenomenal. What if we get them right? I don't think anybody will argue. You would get it on your first way. You know what I don't like too, man, as me and you are both, uh, you know, fathers with young kids. We both have uh, grade school, elementary schoolers in our homes. And I feel like the majority of people understand that when you have kids, small kids like me and you have, you don't let your kids climb all up on people. If your kids approach a stranger and say hi or, hey, look at my toy, you let them get a couple seconds off, engage the moment, and then you pull your kid away from like, all right, yeah. baby, that's enough. And you that's pull them enough. away. When you yeah. see they ain't 100% engaging back and they ain't just a kid's person, you do the right thing and you go, yeah. all right, baby, come, come, come on, leave Mr. Coatman alone. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I don't feel like the same holds true with people and their pets. Am no, I tripping? Not. Like, I feel not. like a nigga, somebody that has like their little fucking, their, their fucking uh, anxiety dog when at least going through the airport They'll let their anxiety dog like sniff all up your leg and you are expected to be okay with it. Nah, Versus yeah. if it was a kid, I would not be expected to be okay with a kid climbing all over me. Why? What the fuck is that? But see, I guess I'm like, I, I'm I'm going, nah, I ain't fucking with that. I don't have to be cool with your service dog. Just because it got a vest on don't mean I got to accept that shit, bro. Yeah, fuck, fuck his vest. Away from me, bro. And me and my wife have this conversation all the time. And shout, shout out to my dog, June. Today is his birthday. And I know that's odd. That Dogs today don't have today. birthdays either. They they do. No, they don't. I won't argue with you here, but shout out to my dog. It's <laughs> his birthday. He three. You know what I'm saying? But like, yeah, I, I, and it's the same thing with a kid because the same thing that I expect of my kid is how I'm going to treat anybody else's kid that walk up to me that's a stranger. Like, I'm going to fuck with you for a fuck, couple seconds, and then it's going to be, I'm going to turn my back on you because I like I got to show you this is over. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I got <laughs> to show you we're not doing this no more. But let me ask you a question um, about something I've up. I semi wonder about, I don't want to say wonder about all the time. And um, truly on this topic, I don't think I care about anybody else's opinion, but yours on this. Okay. I know for a fact you are I'll seat nigga. I'll see. I'll seat. Like you got to no. see Al. What? The exact opposite window. Okay. Always I'm a, window. I'm a window seat guy too. And I thought I, I just thought I knew that you were going to be an I'll seat guy because you're a little bit taller. And you, but when I pay. tell you, it'll make all the sense in the world. Nah, it's you okay. ready for we'll me to tell done. you why I can never be an I'll seat nigga or do you want me to wait? Nah, go ahead. Tell me. Fuck it. I can never, and it'll be fast. Oh, no, 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 no. Cause you know, you might break this for me. You might break it for go me. Ahead. You go might ahead. be going where I'm going. Okay. So I thought as an I'll seat nigga, I was going to ask you how you feel about me as a window seat nigga controlling the window and whether it's daytime and the sun is shining in the light, whether I should give a fuck about if you're trying to sleep or not. I think as the window seated person, it is totally up to you. Like if I see I the mean, I'll seat nigga dozing <laughs> off, even if I see him turn, look left and squint, if I went the window open, the window staying open. And who going to say what? It's up to me. You know why? You know why it's up to me? 
Because if I, as the window seat dude, decide I need to get up and go to the bathroom, you, as the aisle seat dude, aren't expected to get up with a certain amount of speed or uh, compassion or, like, you know how some aisle seat niggas just, like, they stand up a little bit in their chair and they stretch their body out. They don't get fully out of the, the seat. Mm. If you're the aisle seat dude, that's your choice. Like, you can force a motherfucker to, like, brush past you if you want to, because that's your responsibility as an seat dude. It would I mean, be preferred for you to get fully out of your seat and stand in the aisle. But this is the thing. This is why I can never be an aisle seat nigga, because I hate getting up and down. Like, when I get on the plane, I'll piss before they call boarding. Same. And once I get in my window seat, that's why I like the window. Not because I just love to watch the clouds, because I know I'm not getting up. I don't give nah, If the flight is six hours, I will not get up, bro. Nah, I don't give a I, fuck. I I'm I not getting up. And I, I hate getting up two and three times in a flight to let a nigga go to the bathroom. And then I'm just looking like, well, why would you, how would, how do you need to go to the bathroom? And we just took off 40 yeah. minutes ago. Yeah, nah, bro. I'm definitely, the, I'm definitely the same exact way. Like one, and not, it's not even a control the window thing for me, but I am. I like to stare at the clouds ass nigga sometime. Like, and I'll close it if I'm trying to like watch my phone or something. But when I want to open it back up, bro, like it's, I, that's it's, your my, choice. it's my choice, but definitely like, I'm the same way. I'm not getting up to you. It got to be like, I can't hold it for me to get up on the plane. And even still, I'm going to try and do that at a real opportune moment. Like, I'm going to try and do it when y'all already got up. I'm like, hey, when you come back, I'm like, oh, shit, let me out real quick. Like, I'm going to go and I'm gonna slide back in. But definitely, like, you're not about to keep interrupting me to get out of You're not going to keep fucking up my nap because you got to go pee. Window seat question for you. Mm-hmm. How many windows are you allowed to control at a time? If I got Meaning, to. Meaning... If they're both in your aisle, are you controlling both? Check. How much does the window have to spill into the seat in front of you before it's not your control window? It's so funny. When I went to Houston, this actually happened to me. So I had I had what I consider to be two windows, but thinking back on it now, it's probably one and a half. Yeah, and when the people behind me closed the goddamn window, like I looked over like, did these niggas? I'm going to let it go, though, because we do kind of got 50-50, and I still got control of my whole window up here. Like, So, yeah, I definitely had joint custody with them on the joint. But, like, if I got two, I definitely got control of two fucking windows. You just yeah. got to eat that, bro. Sorry. I like looking at outside the plane. Yeah. And, I, bro. I, I want to I see that we going down first before I feel that we going down. Like. <laughs> you don't want to be surprised. No, 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 no. Yeah, bro. We had a lot of airport things going on, man. Um, With... Columbus, y'all got to pull it together with y'all's COVID shit. Like, we're going on year three of this thing, man. Like, COVID is not a new thing. And yeah. so part of me felt kind of bad because, you know me, I try to put my, like, I try to put the shoe on the other foot or I try to look at it from other angles and shit, not be so quick to judge. But we was coming through CMH's airport, and there was a lady with her little probably six-year-old, seven-year-old maybe daughter. And when I tell you this daughter, this little girl looked like patient zero. Like she looked like she had just been bit by a zombie. Like you, you her so eyes was red. She had red bags under her eyes. She was deep coughing, like Yuck. deep coughing from the back of her throat. Like, <clears throat> you know, the cough when it, like she's sticking her yeah, tongue out coughing. Like, and I was like, just like, me and my daughter, my daughter, me and my wife both looked over at the little girl and we both looked at each other. Yeah. It was just like oh. We we did a trademark. This little girl has COVID. Look for at sure. Each other. Like she like, has COVID for sure, and she didn't have a mask on or nothing, bro. And I I I feel like not even five or six episodes. I was talking about how like it sucks to be in a grocery store and just have like a little hair in your throat and feel like you need to, <laughs> <laughs> but you don't want to do it because you scared niggas gonna look at you touching the pork chops and just think you have COVID. But under circumstances like this, 
I felt like we was completely in the right to like grab our luggage and run to the far end of the terminal and get away from this little girl because she looked like walking fucking COVID. And I like my first reaction was, they ain't got no business in here. That little girl shouldn't even be in the airport. She's going to spread it to everybody. But then I also started thinking like, I don't know where these people coming from. They might be needing to get back home. They might not have the option to be staying in town for another week while she gets over COVID. Like, I kind of don't know what their circumstances is. So it's just like, what do you do in that circumstance? Like, do you just put her on the plane and get her home because you know she's sick? Or do you just try to like fucking stay where you can't afford to stay for another week until she gets better? Nah, fam, you shouldn't you shouldn't be in the airport if you look like that. She sounds like all she was missing was a hospital gown. Like, fam, I swear she looked like patients. So, what would you do if that was like one of your kids and they was clearly sick, 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 but they just got sick like the night before? Like, you woke up to get ready to go to the airport and you're looking at her like, oh shit, nah, you don't get that. Oh shit, you don't get that sick the night before where you waking up with red bags in the eye, bitch. You are patient zero. (laughs) You got a new virus, like. We got to figure so this sounds like this needs immediate attention. She had monkeypox. You seen this monkeypox shit, bro? None about it, bro. I skipped it, bro, because I wasn't ready. I'll get back Maybe to it. Maybe we shouldn't even talk about it yet. Like, we'll, we'll wait until six months after, like, we I, did with COVID. I swear to God, bro, I did. I seen something. I was like, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have the mental You're capacity. You're not ready for a new thing? Right now, yeah. I don't I don't have the mental capacity to take that in. And, and then you saw Columbus, bro. You still called it CMH. That was cute. Yeah, CMH, bro. Always and forever. Yeah. Bro, I was trying to I was trying to stay um also on my health shit and not like I was so terrified to gain 12 pounds over the weekend <laughs> just back from all of my Don't healthy eating and exercising. How many, how many times you go to Donato's? Just once, bro. Just just once on the last night there. I just said, fuck it. I'm just gonna eat bad. Like, bro, you had I just to. you didn't have a choice. I surrendered. I surrendered. But like I couldn't get to the gym the whole time I was out of town because they only had two of my gyms in the city and one was completely far north of 270 and the other one was Grove City and I was just like wow like this what you going to like yeah uh anytime fitness I remember oh, okay. anytime gotcha, fitness gotcha. So I couldn't get to my gym so, so one across what the we did have well what what my like we were staying with my mother and shit to get more time with her and that was a great mm-hmm. circumstance so she has a trail she was like, oh, you know, me and your aunt, we usually walk the trail in the mornings. I can show you where the trail is if you need to get active. And you and Donovan can maybe jog. And I was like, you know what? Something's better than nothing. I right. brought my running shoes. I'll get out on the trail in the mornings and I get a little walk and jog in. And at least I'm doing something. You know what I mean? I might not be able to get to the gym and lift, but I'll do something. Mm-hmm. So we was doing that. We hit the trail one morning and, you know, we walking and jogging. They got some little steps where I can do some lunges. And, you know, niggas started doing some dips and shit. It started turned into a whole Harlem workout for a little minute. It was all right. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I could I could do this every morning so I can make sure I get a little work in. The next morning, me and my wife went out, just us two, because, you know, Mom Duke's only going to hang for so long before she, you know, fake like she can't hear us waking up and uh, fake like she's in the deep sleep. And <laughs> oh, darn it, I missed the walk this morning. Right, so, right, right. Uh, we went out there. And fam, when I tell you we was out there at maybe 5.30 a.m., like when the grass still has dew on it. Right. So me and my wife, we get our stretches in, we get our earbuds in, and we get ready to do like a little light jog. We walk, we jogging up the path. And mind you, this is Sunbury. Like this is like down the street from Mahal Dominican. So mm-hmm. it's like right in between like this is college and this is where you get shot. Like right in between there where the trail is. Oh. And okay. we running, we getting our little jog in, and we see like somebody like off of their like bike. Not like a casual bike, but like, you know, skinny tires bike and a nigga with one of them aerodynamic helmets and a lime green suit was like stopped to the side of the path 
looking in the grass and you know you start squinting like what the fuck is going on them bike right. dudes usually don't stop for nothing but accidents right and fam there was a nigga laid in the grass like not moving oh no and i'm like oh shit here we go like columbus welcome, welcome is home columbus All right welcome like, home in my mind, I already started thinking, like, I, I just had my CPR certification. I'm trying to think if I remember all the steps. Like, seriously, like, not even trying to be funny. I'm trying to think, like, do I remember all the steps? I might got to get this nigga CPR. You are a superhero. That's the first thing you thought? The first thing I thought was, like, my CPR steps. Like, I might have to give this nigga yeah, That's CPR. how you know. He like, wasn't moving, Wes. Like, I could see it was a body. I was about to say, that's how you know uh, growing up be different sometimes because I would have been like... Yeah, it smells like death out here. Yep, smells smell like that movie. Yeah, I think he's dead. It looks like they're already, call- already calling somebody. I'm just going to go ahead and keep jogging. Keep, keep jogging. So we get closer and closer to the dude, and I see the bike dude that was probably, I want to call him the first responder because he was kind of first on the scene. Mm-hmm. He starts, like, getting closer. Hey, buddy, you okay? Dude's not moving, not responding. I'm like, oh, I might got to do CPR on this nigga for real. Like, we getting a little bit closer now. The lime green is getting a little bit brighter. We getting closer to the situation. <laughs> I got to be like, you know, you with your wife, you got to be a man. You can't be a bitch-ass nigga and just, like, keep running past. Like, he good? And just keep running. Like, you got to go over and, you know, offer some assistance. You, They might need help picking the nigga up, and I'm the biggest nigga on the scene, so I might got to be the nigga to pick him up. So I'm getting closer and closer. I'm seeing the bike dude. You okay, buddy? And then uh, he's finally, like, for the first time, going to reach over and try to touch the guy. And you know that's the moment of truth. Like, is he going to touch him and he's cold? Right. <laughs> is he going to touch him and is he going to move? Right. You know what I mean? Like, is he going to be choking? When you touch him or poke him with a stick, that's really kind of, like, the, the point of no return. <laughs> so when he fucking reaches over with his, like, bike gloves with the fingers cut out to touch this guy, the guy kind of does, like, a shoulder jerk, like, mm. Uh-uh. Like, he was asleep in the yeah. grass. I mean, but when I tell you he was sleeping in the grass, like he didn't seem homeless. He wasn't homeless style sleep because he did. Like if he'd have had like a Kroger brat, a Kroger bag of bunched up clothes under his head, mm-hmm. that would have told me, okay, dude is a little down bad, and he just was trying to find somewhere in the shade to get a couple Z's in before he needs to walk downtown to do more begging. But when I tell you he was laying face down in the grass, Wes. I don't know if he was drunk or way too high or what, but it was the weirdest shit in the world. But the dude did eventually start moving. And once he moved, like we never even asked him, was he okay or did he need help? Once he moved, everybody just was like, all right, just making sure that you was moving. (laughs) Dude got back on his bike, zipped up the street. I stretched my legs. Me and my wife got the jog in the other direction and we left the nigga there, bro. Like, but what what is happening to Columbus, Ohio? Like every time I go back, it seems like it's getting worse. Yeah, bro, I don't know. And and, and me personally, like once the nigga would have poked him, he would have did the little Uzi vert shoulder shimmy. That would have been enough for me, bro. I'd have walked yeah, off and I'd be like, oh, here, all right, man, just let go on, bro. Let <laughs> leave him to be. Like hop on your bike, get get your shit together, bro. Ain't no ain't no need to check on him no more. He's all right. Yeah, it, it's crazy, bro. Like we. At this point, I think that we get, like, a kick out of seeing how bad things are or can be. Like, now that we know how bad Eastland Mall, we just keep going back to Eastland Mall. Nah, it no just blows desire. our mind how bad it is. In there. I have no desire to walk in that place, even if I was home. Like, I, I didn't go there when I was home. Like, what the fuck do I need to go? I, I've heard many. I know niggas are getting shot in here. Like, this is the wild, wild west inside of Eastland Mall. Like, I don't need to go in there. It's insane. It looks like it's just, it, at this point, it looks like it's just built for a shootout. Like, yeah. it seems like there's more obstacles than stores. You know what I mean? Like, this this kiosk is really for cover. It's not really 
to sell things, it's to block bullets in their path. You know yeah, what I mean? Like definitely. this isn't glass, this is plywood. It's very weird in there. It definitely but I was in there like, like uh, live Call of Duty. Well, yeah, there's only like three stores in there now. Like there's there's shoe stores, of course, yeah. like Champs and Foot Locker or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then there's like 13 versions of the same store that sells like t-shirts with a bunch of money on it that says, I get dollars. <laughs> like there's like 13 stores like that. And then there's the oil bar. And that's all that's in the mall now. Like that's all that exists. And like how has the oil bar survived for 20 fucking years in Eastland Mall? This is what I came here to ask you, bro. Because <laughs> the oil say. bar perplexes me so much. I had to ask one of our mutual friends, like some questions about the oil bar. Cause I even had to pull her to the side and ask like, do bitches even like niggas that wear oils or do y'all just don't care as long as they smell good? Bro, then how I, do you feel about niggas that wear oils? I mean, whatever, teachers on. Like, if that's your thing, I ain't, I ain't necessarily tripping off of that. But what cracks me up about the oil bar specifically is that it seems like you always see somebody in the oil bar, but I feel like I've never seen a cash register or anybody walk out <laughs> with a bag from the oil bar. Well, they're there doing business. Yeah, but there's always, always somebody doing a in lot there of like asking some fucking questions. Like, what's going and on? See, here? this is why you're a fucking genius because this is literally what I wanted to talk to you about. I wanted to talk to you about the old niggas that think they still young niggas with their polo shirts tucked in mm-hmm. that lean over the oil bar to distract the sales ladies for hours at a time. Can we talk about these niggas that hang out and talk to the girls at the oil bar? Well, he's a mall walker early in the morning and he's had enough time to scout. <laughs> But now that he's done walking and he's gone home and he's had time to tuck his polo in, he ready to double back. Bro, if I see one more pink U.S. assassin polo <laughs> tucked into jean shorts with a pair of dirty K-Swiss leaned over an oil bar counter, mm. I swear I want to throw up, bro. Mm. I'm sick of this. That's and then, like, to me, how come they can't tell that the oil bar lady is rolling her eyes every time she turns around? At your stories, like she don't care about your stories. They're out of they're out of tune, bro. And that made me think about something else that happened at the casino, fam. Like I turned, me and my wife was uh, on Sunday morning waiting to go back into the poker room, um, and I turned over and looked at the slot section, and there was um, a dude that was sitting behind his girl in the chair in front of the slot machine, and I definitely made it a point to like lean over to my wife and tell her like, baby. Sorry, anniversary today, and I love you. I couldn't be with nobody else. Um, but I want to let you know that I don't love you that much to sit behind. <laughs> that's the that's the, the height yeah, of my love. Like I love you a whole lot. I slob you down right here in front of all of these people, girl. But sit behind you like that. I don't think I got that to do. Um, <laughs> I love that. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I've ever seen anybody do that in my life, fam. Once I saw, like, I looked over and I was like, "Oh hell no!" Like I admittedly called attention to that. Bet love you whole lot. Not that much. Like, let me ask you a marital question. Let me ask you a marital question. How? I guess this might be a two parter. How raunchy are you with your wife in public? One, Uh, like, how willing are you to like grab a titty in public? (laughs) And I know we've kind of talked about this, like grabbing ass in the grocery store. So I kind of feel like I know the answer. Mm -hmm. But here's my the second part to the question. And how long do you see this persisting in your life? Do you feel like you're going to be like 63 still grabbing your wife's ass? Like walk me through what you see for you in your marriage as far as like raunchiness in public with your wife. Um, I'll, I'll answer number two first. I'm definitely probably going to be like this for the rest of my fucking life. Um, mostly because I just can't help it. Um, I know. <laughs> see? A lot, yeah. A lot of people, I know you guys like know a lot about me, you know, from, from the show. Um, but I think there's still a lot that you guys don't know about me. I'm like funnier in real life, like 
not not that this takes a whole lot of effort to do and to be funny and real, but like there, you just get so much more in real life you, than you would get of over the pod. Um, just because there, I guess there's nothing at stake in real life, if I want to put it that way. <laughs> right, right here, I have to make sure I'm hitting on certain points. Um, absolutely, but then like. So again, I think that's just going to go on forever because that's just me and like I think a new dumb shit to do all the time. But back to the first question, um, there is a saying that we uh, um, use all the time in my house, and I can't remember where this. I can't remember who did the skit that this came from, but I think it was like a TikTok video or a reel now, whatever the fuck they want to call it. Um, but it was a dude who was going around the house like smacking his wife, but grabbing her, you know, grabbing her boobs, doing all types of shit, and like every. I think at somewhere in the video, the question was. Do you even like her? Like, if you don't do this stuff, do, do you, you even like her? like her? So almost every time that I, like, grab my wife's butt or I do anything, like, and especially if she's not expecting it, because as men, you can tell sometimes when your wife is exhausted by it. They're like, God damn it, he got me again. Like, <laughs> yeah. This is just fucking much. And, like, in those moments, I usually drop a, do you even like her? Like, do you even love her? And, like, that's like the... It's like it's what charges you back up in the yeah, I'm probably gonna do this three more times before the day is over. So like just mm-hmm. understand I'm doing this because it's like a form of showing affection to you. Like and again, like and and re- I really outside of the joke, sometimes I really do feel like it's extremely hard to walk past my wife and not touch her. Like That's I'm not even I'm like yeah. touching her ass or doing none of that. But sometimes I just like, ooh, I'm so like close to girl. Come here. Like, come here. I like you. <laughs> I like you a whole lot. So like, that's just, that's a part of me, fam. I'm a, I'm a touchy Philly ass nigga for real, for real. So it, It's very little better than having like a small kitchen and having your wife like getting the juice out the uh, refrigerator no. and then you slide down. But you're like, you're sliding past her, but it's like, it's oh, all no. dick. It's fam. like, you're sliding past her with all dick. We, we be in the pantry and the pantry consists of all the snacks, the door to the garage and the washing machine. And there's a ton of room in there, fam, but she could be standing in front of the snacks and I'll slide past her, but like, rub <laughs> my dick across the booty be like, excuse me, I'm just trying to get to the garage. Are you, do you need on, any help? I was just checking to make yeah. sure the car, yeah. the car door is locked. Yeah, do you, do you need any help? Are you, are you sure? You're good? Okay. And then yeah, on the way to. out, and then on the way out, as I'm closing the garage door, I'll say, do, does he even like you? Do you love her? Like, <laughs> Do you love her? Yeah, do you Bro, love I definitely her? like reach past to help my wife with her, uh, with her seatbelt <laughs> when boarding the plane. But I, I might've grabbed a little titty, but her titties, Apparently, the top of her titties are so close to her waist <laughs> that you know so, sometimes so, I just it happens. Can't help myself. Sometimes I was I was going I was going from the waist up, and look, I found titty. That is so look crazy. That. Like, yeah, I definitely walk up behind my wife sometimes and ask her if she needs help stirring the rice. Dumb <laughs> shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, bro, being married is fun. Oh, speaking, of, I I guess we're late enough in the program to talk about this shit, and I have no segue for this, but it came up this week in our household. Okay, and I wanted to talk to you about it, bro. Um, can we talk about pussy hair this week? Pussy hair. Yes, you did mention Can we talk about pussy hair this week? Because I was talking to my wife about it, and uh, I was uh, round about talking to somebody else about it. And I know it's kind of like, I don't want to speak for everybody. I feel like completely shaven is like probably the mass produced hairstyle these days, no? Mm-hmm. Or do you I, feel I, like we're, is, are, I th- is it I, Bush out here? I like, think- what is the popular haircut right now? Honestly, I think that there's a healthy balance out here right now. And, and more balance. particularly, like, because you got the, and I don't want to say it like that, but, like, you got the women who aren't wearing bras. Like, I'm sure along with the bitches who don't wear bras is bitches who don't wear panties. You know, I'm, I'm sure mm-hmm. the numbers and all of these things have gone up. So, like, 
And why I'm, wear panties if you got a whole bush too, right? Yeah, like, and then like some bitches extra cute, so they might be doing some extra shit down there with some shit that somebody ain't never seen before. It might extra might, as might, in what, like dyed pussy hair? I mean, it might just it might be a fucking mandala down there or a snowflake when you go down there, fam. Like they might okay. be treating the pussy hair like art. You might go down there and get a one on one. One year might be a candle coming off that motherfucker. Like you, you just don't know what you're gonna get. So I feel like it's different strokes for different folks. Like I, I, I don't feel like you would consecutively run into three shaven pussies if you was still out here in the game three consecutive yeah like if you was out here bouncing around i don't think you would find three bitches in a row that had shaved pussies Fully sh- okay I unless that, that was a requirement of yours unless you asking bitches like hey what you doing <laughs> you know this is what i like so yeah, I you know this what sure I like. if we're compatible yeah, yeah, yeah. or not I, i'm wondering for niggas that's out there that's like still in the game and feel free to text me if anybody single is listening to this and you want to weigh in and, and enlighten us but I wonder if, like, gray pussy hair is putting off niggas out here. Like, if you are dealing with a chick and you, you know, are just now getting to it for the first time and you, like, you do the thing where you pull their pants down and they act like they're not watching you and then you get, you know, the panties down and then, like, how many gray hairs are that would it take to be down there before you, like, are bothered at all? Or are you at bothered ever about it? Now, I th- I think, you know, just as my example, if you are not, like, Bernice and you got the, the great joint, like, as a first-time panty pulled down, I'm probably going to be absolutely disgusted. I think the pussy that I hit with gray <laughs> hair got to be the pussy I grew with. Because I don't think I would just want to, like... I had to be there before the grays? Yeah, I had to see the transition, fam. <laughs> I can't just, like, blow down on you for the first time and you breaking out the grays. Like, oh, no, I don't know if I should... Even if I got the grays, like, I'll, again, like... And I guess it's a different game I'm thinking about, so I can't even say that, but, like... Yeah, like if it was some on some crazy shit, and this is my first time, like, and I'm still a young man, and I ain't got no grades down there, and I, I gotta be, I, it gotta be like enticing AF for me to be like, I wouldn't give a fuck, like, but See, then I, full full bush is unacceptable in 2022. I will say that's that. what I was gonna say. Like, I don't think I mind grays or would mind grays as me, much and as me, I do like a full fledged like thick bush, like and as by, long as it's like yeah. a low all even Covatis. See, like a tape, like a that, tent fade. That's where I was you going. Tent fade the grays, and I'm down. Like I just don't want a full thick bush. And I was about to say, if your if your bush got inches on it or millimeters, we probably doing too much. Like you gotta, you need to keep the bush. Like I'm cool if you got a full body down there, but it gotta be like, yeah. I mean, you gotta have a motherfucking uh, skin tight fade on that joint or something. You feel me? So that way, when I'm when I'm doing what I'm doing, it ain't too much of an inconvenience. That's what I'm saying. It's all about yeah. practicality. Like, Absolutely. I mean, the aesthetics are nice. Don't get me wrong, yeah, but the yeah, practicality, yeah. like, I don't want to full on. Like, I don't, I don't need three inches of bush because, like, well, what are we doing with all this lost real estate? Like, we, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, we just yeah. lost all that real we estate. Lost a lot of real estate. I could, I could do things with that if it wasn't here. But I guess, like, it, just thinking about it, and not even like to put a whole bunch of my business out there. I guess, but fuck it, it's the pie. We're late enough. Um, I guess I'm like a half and half nigga. Like, I guess I could deal with. What I consider a bush, like again, I can't like it can't literally be a bush. Like if you put your panties on, yeah, if you put your panties on and it's like bulging out, that's way too much. (laughs) That's too much. Yeah, if if you if you shave or whatever you do, and it's in that period where hair, I I probably got like a week, week and a half that I can deal with that. Yeah, I mean, before I probably that I would prefer for that to be taken care. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. Like I'm learning about myself that like. I wouldn't even say don't mind, but like I kind of like a low all even, like wavelength. A, a little, a little, wavelength a little is bit. all right. 
Where little bit of pussy, little bit of pussy hair don't bother me, fam. I know what I'm here for, and I know how to <laughs> I know how to get to what I'm going to. I know how to get all that shit out the way, boy. That does, what little hair ain't never stopped nigga from me. No pussy. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, bro. A whole it, it takes a whole lot to stop that. It takes a whole. It lot. takes yeah. It gotta be like it gotta be like I can't see through the forest to the end of this motherfucker. Like I can't. I don't. I don't want no parts of that. Uh, jumping around, bro, because we're getting toward the end of this thing. And there's some things that I definitely want to make sure I hit. Did you see? That fucking uh, great value is out here tripping, bro. The brand that me and you love and have come up with. I guess maybe I shouldn't say tripping. I don't want to jump too far ahead of the story, but oh, great value is out here. <laughs> did oh, you see my. what great value yes, did? Nigga, yes. And I stand with great value, man. I don't have no <sighs> issues with great value. Great value makes a lot of off-brand products that are just like I'll, I'll never, I'll never see myself spending two thirty nine on pasta when you I can spend a dollar twelve on pasta. And I don't, I don't know if you want to like divulge this part first, but I think what the remedy for these types of situations need to be versus just like public uh, uproar and outrage and a whole lot of because this is the part that I noticed specifically with this part today too that they be, a part of this is that they bank on this shit as marketing. They know mm-hmm. that you niggas are going to be mad at this, so you're going to share this, and ultimately, you're marketing for them. Somebody's going to, somebody black is going to buy this ice cream, y'all. I'm sorry to tell y'all this, but somebody black is absolutely going to buy this ice cream. But I think what the remedy should be versus everybody getting up, I think we should literally start demanding. We really don't want an apology because it's not the sorry that we're looking for. At this point, we just need to confirm who are the people on the board that made this decision. Call a press conference, put all these niggas up there on the front of the panel, so we can look answer at questions from the black media as to why you guys thought this was okay. Can, can I be fact, honest with these you? These are the people I think will be perfectly fine to throw to Charlemagne. Like you want to know, I, what, you board members, go talk to him because he's gonna ask you what needs to be asked. I gotta be honest with you. I, like I don't want to come off as the radio guy that's just trying to, but like I, I if I'm listen, I'm just speaking to my friend here, okay. I don't see what the big deal is. Like, okay, Great Value came out with an ice no. ice cream celebrating or wants to come out with an ice cream you for wanna, Juneteenth. There's, that's red velvet and cheesecake squir- swirl. And, that's and they want to put Juneteenth is. fucking marketing on it and everybody's in an uproar. Yeah. But no, 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 no. That's is there more to it I'm missing? That's what the problem is, bro. When have you ever heard niggas eat red velvet cheesecake? Well, niggas love red velvet, and I think niggas love cheesecake, right? Or maybe when, niggas is too lactose intolerant. Have the niggas ever mixed the two together? But I, I appreciate them doing that versus like, uh, this is chocolate ice cream with chocolate brownie and chocolate chip, bro. Let, okay, let me tell you what you're missing. We don't want ice cream. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, <laughs> I'm all right with that. Nobody right asked for the ice. Nobody. All these years, nobody said, you want to know what could really turn this celebration up this today? Some Juneteenth ice cream. Let me ask you this. Do you think there would be the same uproar if Oreo came out with a cookie and it was the same Oreo, but it just had a fist etched in it instead of Nabisco? Yes. You think niggas would be mad if, if Oreo gave us a fist cookie? We don't want a fist cookie, bro. That's not <laughs> Why? What do we want? Now, listen, speaking on behalf of the white man, it's so hard to know what we want because I don't think half the time we know what we want. What do you think would be the most tasteful marketing product for black people to celebrate Juneteenth? If it had to be on a great value product, where, give me an idea for what you think would be appropriate. Where's, where's the KKK ice cream? Well, it's a different organization altogether. It I mean, I think it it's vanilla. It, 
No, I think it's bluebell vanilla. They don't, no, they don't get to claim vanilla because I like vanilla. But like, <laughs> I love vanilla. Like where where's the uh, luck of the Irish ice cream? Where so are you is, saying the fact that we're being singled out is part of the problem? Where's or? the Holocaust ice cream? Where is uh, what else do we need to go? Where's the I can't say where's the Christmas ice cream because they do. Well, that. I mean, I have seen Holocaust hot Cheetos. Expound. No, I made that up. I'm sorry. All right, I was gonna say I don't believe. <laughs> You got to tell me about the, that. Was the little I, crucifixes. <laughs> That's oh not, God, I want to delete no. that. I want to take that. That's why I said, oh my. I want to stay over time and work that. But out. yeah, I, like that, like again, like who are the people who like these, these are the people who make millions and millions and millions of dollars, bro. And like this, this is what y'all came up with. I don't know, man. Like, okay. So like if Lil Debbie came and did the fucking brownies with the walnuts and tried to just put Juneteenth colors, like red, black, and green. Would that be a problem? Like, I'm I trying mean, to figure out, like, what they could do. And, and is that part of the problem? Like, they, is it that we don't want us on their products? Is that what it is? Like, what, I guess what, I'm just trying to find out what the, the what point did, of what agitation is. What did they donate to the community? They, they didn't even okay. say that sales from the ice cream was going to a Juneteenth foundation. Yeah, like, nah, what, just, what, are we, what are we doing ice cream for? And then, like, not... Is like you say, it's so like now, like y'all again, y'all never cared about Juneteenth before. Like this went into the this went into the Hallmark uh category on y'all's list of shit to put out. It's Valentine's Day, it's fucking Memorial Day, it's Mother's but Day, see, and then it's Juneteenth. Now now my brain is just getting it ticking, and I'm asking you, just genuinely mm-hmm. asking, like, what do you think the difference is between this kind of shit and the new sandwich is about to come out with the Kanye West McDonald's collaboration? Like Kanye is about to give us square Big Macs. And they're it. literally just using Kanye's popularity to escalate focus to their product. It ain't like fucking using Kanye is going to make McDonald's all of a sudden understand the importance of hip hop to the community. They're literally using Kanye to make us run to the stores because I'm going to go. I'm going to get a Kanye sandwich. You better fucking believe I'm going to at least see what it looks like. So I guess to me, like, where does the difference lie in the Juneteenth ice cream versus the Travis Scott quarter pounder? No, there's no difference. There's there absolutely, okay. there, yeah, there's absolutely no difference because you're looking for an audience of people that you don't. And like, that's, I'm not saying that that's the wrong part, but like the way that you do it is like, because you want to know what would make people buy a Big Mac more than anything. If you made it five fucking dollars for the combo, like, <laughs> if you if you take that shit from nine dollars to five dollars, I'm much more inclined to buy a Big Mac meal versus Travis Scott. See, you're practical. I honestly think that niggas is gonna buy these Kanye meals way more than if they made the Big Mac. If they made if they made the quarter pounder two dollars, I could see the Kanye West meal doing better numbers, costing more money than if they made their regular no. beloved yeah. quarter pounder meal two dollars and then like i got a, i got a problem with that period because kanye wants us to be so woke but you're promoting mcdonald's the worst shit you could possibly you still have a fucking uh happy meal hamburger in your body from 20 years ago bro like that's fucking terrible so like and and then the rep mcdonald's is terrible in the packaging it has now what the fuck is gonna <laughs> it needs new worse packaging. yeah because kanye came and made it square and put put it in paper like that bro I, I just don't i ain't jacking that shit bro i ain't jacking rats and i ain't jacking the kanye burger period okay that, um, that you know just I'm, I'm not a part but i recognize i'm not a part of the target audience like and, and just like people say about scams bro like if you can recognize a scam it ain't for you but there's yeah. somebody out here who's not gonna recognize it and they they're don't gonna see fall the for it and this is for them. That ain't for and, me. 
and not for nothing to me, it, the biggest shame is that, like, I don't think Red Velvet and Cheesecake Swirl sounds that bad. Like, can you just take the marketing off and still give us the flavor? I wouldn't be mad at that. If you just wanted to put that on the Don't show. sound bad, because don't they normally use, like, a cream cheese icing for Red Velvet cake yeah. anyway? Yeah, 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 I can yeah. see the marriage yeah. working. That's what, just maybe that's take the fists off. I was about to say, let me, let me clarify that I'm not mad that they mixed it together. I just wanted to ask you that, when have you ever seen it like mixed which together? Which nigga asked like, for yeah. it? Why do you, that part exactly. So, like, I'm not mad. I've, in my brain, I think it's delicious. And if I tasted it, I'd be like, God damn, y'all hit it out the park. We I just would not this. feel comfortable running down the ice cream aisle for the Juneteenth okay, ice cream, bro. And then is this going to be on Is this gonna be on the shelf all year or we just here for the weekend? Well, let me ask you this. What if it was Gabriel Union presents Juneteenth presents Red Velvet and Cheesecake Swirl and it had Gabriel Union's face on it? I don't know if we have enough time to really talk about her. All right, this has been the Dipped in Butter program, man. We appreciate y'all uh, checking in with us, seeing how our weekends was. And we heard y'all through the earbuds say happy anniversary to both of us. For sure. And to which we say thank you. We appreciate that. We had Good a good job. weekend. Uh, my name is Kat. You can check my content out on uh, catandcrunch.com or in a freezer section near you because uh, I got a butter pecan. Uh, with chocolate dipped cashews flavor coming out me and Bit Bit and Jerry's are gonna work on it but we have to get the packaging right so it's gonna probably take a while nah that's legit um it's your boy West No T and all that other shit that you know me for uh like like subscribe comment rate all that shit on whatever the fuck you listening to um because numbers matter yes absolutely like I say each and every week the universe is way too big for your little ass problems uh and if you see a nigga pass out on the side of the road at least Check and see if he's breathing because you never fucking know, bro. You just yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, do your due diligence. I can agree with that. Um, you already know what it is around here. Number one rule is tell a friend to tell a friend. Not only about the podcast, but that um, racism's still alive. They just be concealing it. So if they let four people walk past you in the line, you know what I'm saying. When you and the Aztecs been there waiting for 45 minutes, make sure you call the manager a bitch to his face. Y'all you know I mean. And then rule number two: mind your motherfucking business. That my nigga. Hey, we'll catch y'all next week. You have officially been dead.